I'm Sophie Oswald. I'm Madeline Switzer, and welcome to Equality, Equality Time. Time. Oh, only serving real tea at all times. <laughs> Piping hot, steaming. <laughs> this oh, is our man. first podcast episode. We're very excited to be here for sure. <laughs> We've talked about it forever, and we're finally doing it. Really, we really have. We came up with the name Equality Time almost like a year ago, right? Yeah. It's been a and hot then minute. A couple weeks ago when we started to re-rev this podcast up, we changed it to Equality Time because <laughs> yeah. clearly it's better. Right. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We met in college in film school. Yeah. What year do you think we met? Fuck. Are we allowed to cuss? 16? Yeah, we can fucking cuss, right? <laughs> when did we meet? That was probably, yeah, like 2016, right? Yeah, I think so, 2016. It was in a film class, I remember that. It, what class was that? We had uh, Cranston. Um, <laughs> it was definitely Cranston. I think it was screenwriting know. our first one? Yeah, yeah, it was screenwriting, for sure. Yep. For sure, How dude. How funny. <laughs> yeah, that like, is funny. like an embarrassing class. You just have to like read your scripts to everyone. Yeah. I remember seeing you in your laptop and you were like that cool girl with like a bunch of stickers on her <laughs> laptop. And I remember like agreeing with a lot of them and I was like, we could be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Glad it worked out. <laughs> Glad it worked out. Same. So yeah, we've been friends for a couple years now. We uh, do a lot of film together. We created a documentary called You're Not Listening. It's about sex trafficking in the world. Yep. Very important. Happens everywhere. So what is your song or show or whatever of the week? What do you think? Mm. Yes. Uh, a song I found this week that I like is called Sweet Dreams TN, and it's by The Last Shadow Puppets, Alex Turner, and Miles Kane. Okay. It's a great song. It has a really good build. It's like lots of instruments, some violins come on in the end and like cup and slaying it. That's and cool. Yeah, it's a good song. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't really prepare. Let's see. I just rewatched American Vandal and it's pretty funny. Have you ever okay. watched that on Netflix? No. It's so troll. It's so <laughs> it's troll. <laughs> Do but they just is, like vandalize things? It's no so it's kind of like you know, like a those documentary series, but it's a mockumentary series, so it's like these Making episodes. Fun. About yeah, it's like making fun of a documentary, but it's so funny. Okay. Basically, this that. guy like spray paints a bunch of dicks on cars. <laughs> as you do, so, as one right, does. As you do. So the whole yeah. show is just like trying to figure out who fucking spray painted the dicks. You know. The, oh, that's what it's about. Is figuring out who yeah. did it. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Sophie, we could be doing things like that with our lives. I, I know. Mean, right? <laughs> Let's make a documentary about someone drawing like vaginas on a cleaners. sidewalk. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> no, vaginas on a sidewalk was the first thing that came to my head. Vaginas on a sidewalk. Like Alright, well that's cool. Love that. Love that. It's a okay, TV so show or a what, movie? It's was a TV, it a TV show. 
Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah, it's it on Netflix. It's pretty funny. That's fun. It's a good, like, mindless show. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to oh, think. Hey, we all need a mindless show every once in a while. Right. For especially sure. now, man. <laughs> yeah, especially now. I know. I feel like I love watching movies and TV shows, but during this, like, quarantine, I've really been, like, going through that list of movies that you've never seen that you, like, yeah. want to watch, but you never have time. Me too. So that's been kind of nice to, like, watch stuff. Yeah, it's nice to actually have time for once. We'll never have it again, so. I know. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. But, yeah. Speaking of sad things, let's talk about a positive thing this week. What's something positive that happened? Uh, (laughs) That face you gave me was like, (laughs) I was just being that camp counselor, and you're that 13-year-old that was like, I'm not doing this warm-up exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Same. I'm trying to think. Well, so mine, let's see. This is weird. It's going to sound negative at the beginning, but I swear it's I don't care. So, my dog stepped on my eye the other day, and... On your I, eye? Yeah. <laughs> so... And I have a cut on my eye, and I thought I was gonna, like, never be able to see again out of that eye, but I can yeah. see. So, I have sight. I, my win this week is sight. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> thank I'm you, thank you. Very glad your dog didn't take out your eye. Where, yeah. like, how did this happen? What, like, did... <laughs> How did you lose to your dog? Well, I guess we were playing in my bed, and he just jumped on my face. (laughs) Okay. Great. And he's a big boy. He's so heavy. Yeah, you have, like, a lab. Isn't he a lab? Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's scary. Well, I'm glad you didn't lose an eye. I mean, my positive thing is not... Yeah, what's yours? (laughs) Well, I don't have one. Can my positive thing be that you didn't lose an eye? No, I'm kidding. Let me think of (laughs) Oh, I know. Something positive is I have a third roommate and she moved out a little bit ago, but she's coming back to pick up all our stuff to like move everything else out. But she's going to be back and it happens to be, she's going to be up um, at the time that's my birthday. And so she's going to be here to celebrate. So now my birthday party went from me and just my one roommate to me and one other person, (laughs) two other people. (laughs) So that's kind of fun. Just stay six feet apart, man. Yeah, I know. It's no, that'll be fine. Yeah, it's we're kind of stuck because she has to get everything out of that room because somebody is gonna move in at the end of yeah. this month, and so like, kind of don't have much option. But yeah. So today we're doing paranormal stories. Yeah. Hmm. Because. <laughs> because why? <laughs> I think we chose it because uh, we found. National Paranormal Day is May 3rd. Which so I had no idea. I didn't know there was either. a National Paranormal Day. That's cool. Yeah. But. Well, apparently there's like a holiday for like every day. For real. <laughs> for real. So, and we both like paranormal shit. So why not start here? Because it's our podcast and we are going to do whatever the <laughs> hell we want. <laughs> and that's the tea, sis. That is the tea. <laughs> So, do you want to go first? I don't care. I don't care either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still, like, nervous that we're going to have the same one, even though we shouldn't at all. But it's, like... There's no way. Still in the back of my mind. 
I'm going to be shook if we picked the same The same one, I know. (laughs) Do you believe in, like, ghost or paranormal stuff? I do. I don't know. Sometimes I slip out of it and I'm like, no way. But then usually I think it's, like, a thing. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm like, there's no reason not to believe. (laughs) Right. Like, there's no reason not to, I guess. I... I'm not, like, super passionate either way, but there are definitely things and more stuff I read and the more stuff I do where I'm like, mm, that's a little iffy, like, yeah, mm, that's a little creepy, like, mm-hmm. so I definitely am not team not it, right. <laughs> ghost or real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not to, not to go there, but, like, if there's, like, any possibility that there's, like, a god, which, I mean, I don't think is very likely. I feel like there's definitely some sort of, I don't know how to say this right, but, like, ghosts have to be a thing. There, I think it's more probable that there's ghosts than that there's god, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, and, like, the whole ghost thing is, like, there's so many weird things of, like, stories and stuff you read and crazy things that are happening that you're kind of, like, how could it not be real but that also could be everyone's brain being like they want it to be real because maybe that's almost proof of an afterlife of like you could have watched your loved ones from whatever ghost thing it is or whatever it is i don't know you know what i mean i don't know yeah because there's like different ghosts too like there's like spooky type paranormal stuff and then people like want to believe that like their loved one is standing right there like right it's different well and like yeah, the whole, like, mediums who, like, can talk yeah. to people. That stuff is cool. Did you go to the medium when they came to our college? I don't think so, no. How'd that go? It was way closer to, like, freshman year or sophomore year. Okay. Um, But I remember going to that medium and not knowing, like, literally anything at all about what a medium was. And it was, like, crazy. She had people, like, bawling in the seats and was, like, just talking to their dead loved ones or, like, That's whatever so it is. That's so crazy. And I was, like, what is happening? Yeah. It was weird, and I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain yeah. it, but it was, like, wow. That's, that's I think so that's when my start of, like, questioning is. And then right. Justine's really into it, and so I went ghost hunting with her one time, and that was Oh, for real? How was that? Yeah. It was, was cool. was your ghost hunting experience? We went to the, the, what's it called, the Jayhawk in Topeka, downtown, that hotel. Okay. Yeah, I've been so there, So apparently, yeah. yeah, in that theater. Oh, Yeah. So apparently I think it's like they it's pretty haunted and like we didn't get to go to the area they wanted to because something happened with security or whatever. But um, it was still like really interesting and they had all the like PK meters and like all those things and they Mm -hmm. like had like crazy stories of like past ghost. I don't know if hunting is the right word but like searching. I don't know. Yeah. It was really interesting and, like, how they measure for energy and, like, all of those things and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's cool. Yeah, all that equipment, like, blows my mind. Like, especially yeah. the one that's, like, radio waves and they, like, play it backwards. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, how yes. the fuck does that how? work? Science, man. Who would Science. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, trying to look of, like, what I wanted to, like tell you about Mm. and I think the most like ghost experience I guess I've had is in 
theaters I've worked in. Okay. I've like stage managed quite a lot of shows, done a lot of theatery things, and I don't know if I've worked in a theater where like somebody hasn't claimed like there's a ghost that haunts this or like here are some past ghost stories or like mm-hmm. you know make sure you say hi to Patrice who lives up there like whoever it is you know what I mean <laughs> yeah because go like theaters are you know a lot can happen there and also theater people love to be dramatic so why would not That's ghosts true. come back to <laughs> so like, there's I, like an eerie vibe of like stages you know they're like oh yeah I mean the way that Creepy. they're built for like sound to travel just like that alone like Mm-hmm. I feel like that's got to make it a creepy vibe, especially if you're, like, in there alone, like, yeah, working on the stage it's creepy. and shit. I really hate it sometimes because, like, as the stage manager, a lot of the times you're, like, the first to enter and the last Ugh. to leave. And so yeah. if I'm, like, turning off all the lights in the theater and, like, shutting everything down, it does get kind of creepy. Like, especially yeah. the old theaters and, like, things make noises and sounds and you're like, ah, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... I'm in this giant building alone. For real. But yeah. So I started looking up like haunted theaters and stuff like that. And then the first thing that kind of like drew my mind was um, a theater on Broadway with a ghost that supposedly haunts it. Ooh. And I'm going to tell you about this ghost. Olivia Duffy was born in Pennsylvania, October 20th. 1849 so Olivia's she kind of it's a kind of a sad story so uh, you know bear with me um when she was like 15 her dad died and she started working um to help support I think she has some other siblings and like her mom then when she was 16 she got married to a dude and she changed her last name to Thomas she took his last name that's kind of important. I'll explain later. Okay. Um, so she left uh, Pennsylvania at 16, too, to go visit her aunt in New York and then decided to never come back and was like, deuce's husband. So, like, hey. go off. <laughs> yeah, go off. And awesome. But she kept his name because she liked Olivia – or she liked Thomas – and she changed her first name to Olive. So now her name is Olive Ooh, Thomas. Ooh, cute. Yeah, cute. She started modeling for, like, people in New Slay. York. Uh-huh. So she started modeling for two, like, famous people, Harrison Fisher and Howard Chandler. And the Fisher guy claims he introduced Olive to Florence Zigfield. But there is um, articles of Olive, like, doing quote like actually talking and being like no I walked up to Florence Zigfield and asked for a job and Zigfield gave her a job on Broadway as one of the Zigfield Folly chorus girls so now we're in the new Amsterdam theater which is on Broadway still open today and she started dancing there as one of the chorus uh, Folly girls and started to get really famous Um, then she also started dancing on, like, another stage that was, like, kind of higher on the same building as the theater, 
just for like more private people and like the richie Ooh. of the rich riches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get that and money. so she was pretty famous there's like lots of reports of like princes and things like that coming Ooh. and like giving her pearls and like all these like fancy things like this mm. girl is working it yeah olive uh, olive man yeah so she seems pretty cool um then she moved to California because she got a film contract and started making silent films because she was beautiful. They called her, like, the most beautiful woman or, like, something like that. Like, she was just a very pretty. The silent films loved her, so she started making quite a lot of silent films. So, <clears throat> in California, she means... <laughs> I hope this is interesting. I don't even know. It is. <laughs> okay. She, in California... She met um, Jack Pickford, who is the brother of Mary Pickford. Do you know who Mary Pickford is? Nope. Famous. <laughs> She's like a famous like actress of that time. Okay. Pickford was like a very big name. So she married Jack Pickford. And for a year, Olive and Pickford hid their marriage from the media because Olive was like, I don't want all these people thinking I'm getting all these jobs because I'm married to Pickford or like whatever. And she was mm-hmm. like, I'm doing this on my own. Like, understand. I, you know, mm-hmm. Right? Get it? Get it? She didn't take Pickford's name because she didn't want people to just obviously think she was getting things for her name. And she even like said that multiple times and was like, I don't want his name and like all these things. <laughs> so she didn't take his name but she still kept the thomas name even though she divorced him wiles a wiles ago which i didn't know you could do but you know <laughs> do whatever you want <laughs> for real That's um so her and pickford are married um there like was lots of different articles on pickford and olive's relationship a lot of them kind of were like they were big and partying and dancing. Like, even Olive, I believe, was on record being like they met on the dance floor and like kind of just connected there. And then, you know, so it was kind of known that they were both partiers. There was also lots of rumors of them both cheating on each other. There was like, <clears throat> yeah, all of this is rumors and things like that. <laughs> um, so, you know, don't really know. Uh, Pickford. <laughs> got into a big like army scandal and I don't know too much about it but I I think he got sent off on like unhonorary or how do you say it like not honorable discharge or whatever it is yeah what yeah I don't know the exact words that sounds right yeah (laughs) I don't know he got discharged and it was like the scandal and Olive and Pickford decided to go to Paris for like a second honeymoon lots of reports that like they were trying to go and fix their relationship and like work on things don't know now here's where it gets interesting uh olive and pickford were in paris now they went out dancing and um you know drinking i guess um reports say that the hotel people say pickford and olive came back sometime between like 1 and 3 in the night, 3 p.m. to their hotel. And then that is the last we know from anyone else besides Jack Pickford of what happened next. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Jack says they got back into the room. He went straight to bed. 
went to bed, I guess, as one does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary, or Mary, whoa. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> uh olive uh decided had a headache um and went to the bathroom to go take some medicine and jack claims he heard he heard her scream oh my god and he says he shot up and ran in caught her before she fell to the ground Uh, Uh uh-huh uh-huh caught her before she fell to the ground and then um She was like holding this blue pill bottle that had words in French on it, mm. and it was mercury poisoning. Mercury. Oh, dang. It was mercury bichloride. And in lots of doses, it's very poisonous. And um, supposedly, Pickford had that pill bottle because he had syphilis, and back in the day, how they treated it um jack said he like tried to give her water and then like tried to pump her stomach like there in the hospital she didn't get taken to the hospital till nine in the morning Mm. don't know why Mm. didn't get taken to the hospital till nine in the morning Uh uh-huh and then she died two days later um on September 10th, 1920, when she was 25 years old, from mercury poisoning. Mm. Now, there was instantly a lot of accuses and rumors that Jack killed her or Naturally. that it was suicide. Uh, lots of people were like, there's no way she would kill herself, like, you know, all these things. Some people claim she killed herself because Jack gave her syphilis. Some people I mean, think Jack killed her for the money because she was very rich. Some people, uh, oh, also Jack pulled out a huge insurance claim on her before oh, she died. Like, of course he did. A couple did. months before. Mm-hmm, That's good. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yep. Uh, also, like, there's the whole thing of, like, well, why would Olive take a bunch of pills of this mercury poison pills? That's in a French bottle for a headache. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's mm. lots of like things that uh, drama that went on there. Most people think he killed her and like all these things. It's up to you what you want to think. <laughs> um, he buried her in New York and buried her on a two tombstone thing, like one spot and then like an empty spot for next person. And he put just the only thing written on the tomb is Pickford, which Mm. isn't even her name. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of up to you how you think she died. Um, We'll never know. The only thing. And there was never like a report on it because they uh, took Jack's word for it. So um, it was accused and it was like confirmed an accident Mm. is how it happened. Convenient. So convenient. So convenient. Yep. So anyway, now comes to the haunting. Before her news, like, broke of her death, like, in media or anywhere, um, there were workers at the new Amsterdam theater that were saying they saw Olive backstage. And people were like, what? No way. Like, Ooh. she's in California or, like, whatever, whatever. Then they found out she was dead. And then everyone was like, oh, what? 
So that was like kind of the first sightings. And that happened periodically throughout the 1920s as people reported seeing her like backstage and stuff like that. Then the theater kind of went through a rough patch um, and kind of shut down for a little bit. There were less reports clearly because there wasn't as many people in the building. Disney Mm -hmm. bought the theater and then started construction. And that's when reports of her started coming back when construction workers were complaining about a woman holding a blue bottle walking around their construction sites. Mm. Uh And then, so then they started running (laughs) Aladdin. This one's kind of cool. They started running Aladdin and there was a new conductor put in for Aladdin and she was a woman. And when this new conductor went into the dressing room, she knew Olive from, you know, back in the day. Mm -hmm. And this woman, the conductor out loud, I'm going to quote it here, said, Well, Olive, I'm back again and I'm a little nervous and I just want to introduce myself again and ask if you could please give me some good luck. And then she said, "I I wonder what the Folly girls would have thought of a female conductor. And then she claims uh, all four of the dressing room bulbs flickered on and off for a few seconds and then stopped. Right? Which I think is kind of cool. Like, That is cool. Yeah. And, like, you always hear that, like, if you go in and, like, give, I guess, the ghost of the spirit your respect, they're hopefully give you the same respect back. Like, Yeah. And I've apparently, like, people I've read is, like, if, more than likely if you were a good spirited person alive then you will be a good spirited ghost like yeah normally not yeah that makes sense so i think that's kind of fun because it's also like go women female conductor like let's go um there was another time during um 2014 when during the show of aladdin this person asked for a booster seat for their kid and they don't do it during the show they do it during the intermissions to bring them on and they'll like we'll get you one at intermission and then at intermission they came to give her a booster seat and they already had one and they were like where did you get that booster seat and they were like oh some girl dressed up in a mary poppins costumes pointed it out for us and she was like so we went and got it and they were like what they were like yeah they came from backstage and pointed it to it and they were like uh okay and then they went and asked all the like backstage workers if anyone has did this they were like uh no no and then they brought a picture of olive and was like did she look like this and they were like yeah <laughs> and that's how the kids got the booster seat oh my gosh yeah crazy weird uh-huh um there it's like claims of people being like she's moved my walkie-talkie she rode the elevator with me they've seen like legs and feet up to like the knee like walking up spiral stairs and backstage um they've heard playing in the orchestra like security guards playing in the orchestra and then when they go like no one's there and it's empty but they started having a really big problem that night with security guards. They were getting, like, pretty scared, and she kept appearing to them, and they couldn't figure it out. One of them, she walked across the stage, and the security guard turned and looked at her, and she blew him a kiss while holding the blue pill bottle and walked through the door onto 42nd Street. 
or through the oh wall, like went through the wall onto 42nd Street and she saw her dressed in her like Follies costume with a blue pill bottle and she blew uh-huh. him a kiss and walked through the wall. So what Disney Ugh. and the new Amsterdam Theater had to do is now they only hire women security guards because she only messes with men. She only has been appearing yes, that makes to sense. men. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool, kind of interesting. Oh, and they also now have her picture at every entrance. So all the staff, when they leave and walk in, they blow her a kiss and say, hey, Olive, just so they're like friends and all these things. And so like, that's what you have to do. And they said ever since they parted putting their picture up and people have been starting like saying hello and goodbye, though she's Mm -hmm. been like appearing less. She's like, Interesting. Been, like more tamed and less messing with people but they're like pretty much yeah. anytime anything happens or something weird they're like she's messing with us it's all of again like it's just a thing yeah. everyone knows isn't that crazy how interesting yeah and like her picture is huge in the lobby and like by every door and entrance and stuff so like when you go to this theater say hey yeah <laughs> isn't that crazy that's cool that is crazy Interesting how getting rid of men helps the situation. Right? <laughs> we could do that a lot in our life. <laughs> yeah, many situations. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Man, that's weird. I've never heard of that story. Me either, and I thought it was kind of cool. I feel like I have this, like, memory of, like, a girl with a blue pill bottle, like, I feel like that's a thing that people, like, talk about, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. maybe. It just, it feels familiar, uh-huh. but I have no idea. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Interesting. Yeah, but, and it's crazy how, like, she came back to the place that, I guess, made her happy, which apparently is a thing that happens sometimes, but it's interesting that people, multiple people have been claiming that she holds that blue pill bottle, which also keeps me thinking, yeah. like wasn't a murder then is that why she's holding it to be yeah, like she's y'all people don't yeah. even know right. you know well and yeah and i think even like the men thing not in like a funny way but mm-hmm. <laughs> like the fact that it worked like to chill her out it's probably he probably did kill her i mean yeah maybe well and part she of has it, a though, problem with dudes before she died it was there were lots of claims of her being with a lot of men and like really into that yeah. and all that thing and so they think she's just like a flirty kind of person which maybe she is and that maybe she sense. wasn't murdered and it is really sad and she accidentally died and that's yeah she's just flirting with all these dudes who knows either way <laughs> it's interesting yeah it is interesting right but yeah Damn. i don't know also go women security guards <laughs> yeah <laughs> like <laughs> love that Love it. Oh, and that security guard, that kiss, that blew him a kiss and then went through the wall, he quit. And they were like... Oh, I would have quit, yeah, dude. And, Fuck that. Because he called the, like, head of the Disney thing and, like, immediately was like, I just saw a ghost, like, all these things, freaking out, and quit. And then they couldn't get him to come back. And they finally got him to come back and was like, was this her? And, like, showed a picture of Olive. And they were like, that was exactly her. And it was, like, in that green dress she wore at the Follies, holding the blue pill bottle, blew him a kiss, and walked through the wall onto 42nd Street. No, What? That's wild. Yeah. Could you imagine seeing, like, a full-on ghost blow you a kiss and walk through a wall? 
No. Mm, not today, Satan. I think it's even, like, it's, I mean, I've never seen a ghost or whatever, but I think it'd be creepier to see them in, like, an old-fashioned outfit of some sort. True. So, like, she was wearing her, like, folly thing. Like, yeah, that would freak me out. <laughs> yeah. Rather than, like, some suburban mom outfit or something. Like, <laughs> I think that would be yeah. less creepy. I don't know. Some suburban moms are pretty scary. <laughs> That's very true. Fucking amen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's my uh, ghost story. Wow. Wow. Interesting. You want to go? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, I did some research on Lizzie Borden. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, so there's this movie I watched a while ago called Lizzie Borden Took an Axe, which stars uh, Christina Ricci, who is the girl in Adam's Family and in Casper, and she's in Penelope. Okay, cool. And I think she's the cutest freaking girl ever. Love <laughs> so. that. I really, I loved that movie, but it kind of sucks as a movie, but she's hot. Which one? Anyways, there's also, uh, what? Which movie? Sorry, what? The movie that, that's about this, <laughs> that oh, Lizzie Borden well. took an axe. Like, it kind of sucks, but I like the other three movies. Those ones are good. <laughs> but okay. then there's also another movie that just came out with Kristen Stewart in it that's also about Lizzie Borden. Speaking of beautiful women, Which is interesting. Kristen Stewart, man. Yeah, I know, right? So maybe that's what led me to this. <laughs> but <laughs> there's um, a schoolyard chant that I don't know if you'll recognize, but it goes, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Isn't that so creepy? Oh, my God. I have never but heard like, that. But, like, kids, like, run around playgrounds and that. say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as, like, the merry-go-round and, like, all those things that are, like, about to Yeah, like, stop. ring around the rosy. Like, yeah. how fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's, like, yeah, interesting. But, <laughs> so, the backstory is, in 1847, Andrew Borden purchased a house in Fall River, Massachusetts with his wife, Sarah. Andrew rebuilt the home to accommodate his two daughters, Emma and Lizzie. In 1863, Sarah passed away, and three years later, the father remarried a woman named Abby, and then she took his last name, and she became Abby Borden. Okay. Uh, Lizzie did not like her, because she thought that Abby was just in it for the money, which makes sense. I mean, everyone seems to hate their stepmother, but <laughs> yeah. that's fine. Um, the two sisters also had issues with their father. They didn't like that he lived frugally. Um, he really lived below his means, even though he was, like, hella rich. <laughs> like, their home didn't have indoor plumbing or electricity, but it was common at that time to have those things. But he was like, nah, we'll be fine. Like, Really? And they had so the they money were, like, to really... do that? Yeah. So they were really resentful of Interesting. that. Interesting. I guess that's understandable. <laughs> right? Just, like, imagine, like, being a young woman and, like, you could have running water, but your dad's like, nah, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Uh, right. We've all uh, been some there. Some also believe... Right. We've all been there. Some also believe that Lizzie was a victim of incest at the hands of her father, but hmm. we're not sure if that's true. Okay. Um, and then an important side note is that their maid, Bridget, who went by Maggie, also lived in the home. So... Okay. Anyways. So we have two on girls, August 4th, a stepmom, a dad, and a nanny. We have... Or the maid. 
Yes. And when this happened, uh, Emma, the older sister, was out of town. So she's kind of out of the story. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they all lived there at the time. So on August 4th, 1892, both Abby and Andrew Borden were murdered in their home in broad daylight with no witnesses. The only people present in the home at the time were Abby, Andrew, Maggie, and Lizzie. These murders were extremely violent. Andrew was found first on the couch with 10 or 11 hacks to his head. Whoa, Andrew's the dad? I know. <laughs> yeah. And then Abby was found upstairs in the guest bedroom on the floor with 18 or 19 hacks to her head. Whoa. So they both got axed in the fucking face. Ow. <laughs> so that's fucked. Right? That's crazy. So, yeah, the... I know. The murder weapon is thought to be a hatchet, but they couldn't find it. So we're not really sure. Okay. Um, there was no evidence in the home to lead investigators at all because thousands of curious townspeople visited the crime scene unintentionally tampering with evidence. Whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa. I know. It's 1890, so, like, the whole neighborhood's like, oh, my God, that's so scary. And they all came in and, like, fucking ruined everything. Okay, so... But the nanny or the maid and the stepmom were in the house and the son or the husband and the daughter died. No, the the mom and dad died. The stepmom and father died. Oh. And yeah, so Lizzie is alive and Maggie the maid is alive. alive. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I know there's so many names. It's annoying. So according to testimonies about that day. Maggie spent the morning cleaning windows and then headed to her bedroom to take a nap. That morning, Andrew had left the house for work, and Abby had gone to the to a doctor's appointment. Andrew returned home and lay down to take a nap on the couch. Lizzie Borden was in the barn, and then she heard a noise coming from the home. She went to go check it out. When she went in, she found her father on the couch with his head hacked up. Um, Did she? Lizzie's statement on, right, <laughs> on what she heard from the barn constantly changes in reports. I found it like she kept saying different things on everything that I found. Interesting. Um, Right, but people claim that that's because she was prescribed morphine after the murders to help calm her nerves. So, that's Mm. interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, Maggie wasn't asleep yet when she heard Lizzie scream, and she screamed, Come down, quick, father's dead, somebody's come in and killed him. What an, I feel like that's a that's weird thing such to a, yell, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, I can't <laughs> Somebody's say. Somebody's come in and killed him. Yeah. Like, what? I can't say I've ever found my dead father on the couch, but like, that is such a long thing to scream <laughs> right. right away. Like, I haven't been there, but. I feel like naturally yeah, I would have right? just been like, ah, like, oh my fuck. Like, yeah, I'd just be screaming. Yeah, like. But it was very specific. Interesting, okay. Uh, So. Maggie ran downstairs and saw the scene, and then Lizzie sent her to get a doctor. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Uh, so, soon after they came back, Abby was discovered upstairs, but Abby's body was colder than Andrew's, so it's assumed that she was killed first. Oh. Uh, police came to the conclusion that the murders had to be committed by somebody that was in the house, but they had no evidence to lead them to anyone. Uh, and then there was a lack of blood in the home. It was really secluded to where their bodies were and where they were murdered. It wasn't, like, anywhere else. But that's interesting. Oh, like, no, and, like, like, blood Lizzie drops was wearing, like, a, anywhere? Yeah, nothing. And Lizzie was wearing a perfectly clean blue dress. So, like, that's weird. Yeah, unless you change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there are four main theories about what occurred and who committed the crimes. The most common theory is that Lizzie committed the murders. 
Uh, one of the big factors in this is that when Andrew returned home, the door was supposedly locked, so Maggie went down to let Andrew inside, and when she was doing this, she heard Lizzie laughing upstairs. If Lizzie was upstairs laughing at this time, she would have been she would have seen the body of her stepmother. Right. But she claimed she was never upstairs. Um, it's oh, thought that maybe Maggie, she had seen wait, her father's Maggie will. Wait, Maggie has even and, said she heard her up there laughing? Yeah, Maggie said she heard Lizzie laughing upstairs. Interesting. Like so Maggie and Lizzie aren't even on the same side. Yeah, in this theory. But there's another theory we'll get okay, to. Okay, right, keep going. On the same side. So it's thought that maybe she had seen her father's will and saw that he was leaving her and her sister the estate. She was seen burning a dress three days after the murders, but she claimed that burning the dress had nothing to do with the murder. Also, the day before the murders, Lizzie attempted to purchase a poison and was denied the poison. So that's uh, sketchy. That is she was sketchy. like, I was just buying it so that I could use it as a cleaning solution. Um, For... <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> so like that's what? So that's so weird. A theory that doesn't involve Lizzie involves Sarah's brother, John. So Sarah was the original wife that died before Angie remarried. Um, so John's related to Lizzie. Question. Er, Lizzie. You, John's related to Sarah. Yeah. Did Sarah die, like, weirdly? Or, I couldn't find anything, but I was thinking that, too. I was okay. like, that's kind of... Yeah, that's, like, interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so John wasn't accounted for during the time of the murders... And claimed he was visiting the doctor, but the doctor he mentioned was the same doctor who was called upon to check out the scene and check out Andrew and Abby. So that's sketchy. John is like, John is Lizzie's uncle. And he was another person that they thought maybe did it. Yeah. Yeah. And his, Uh, his witness was the doctor. His alibi was not. His alibi was the doctor, the doctor that showed up to the house. It's the worst alibi. And (laughs) I know. And what gets me the most about John is that. He, his profession was a butcher. Like, he cut things up for a living, right? Right? And these people's faces And he faces knew about got... Andrew's will, so that's sketchy as fuck, too. He knew about the will? So anyways. Yeah. How do we know he I knew about the will? I think it might have been John, but... I don't know. <laughs> that's what I kept seeing on different sources, but there's no way to prove anything, because it's from the 1800s. Right. That was the problem but... with mine, and with, like, all these ac- yeah, assumptions so that, like, he murdered her, and all these things, and the insurance, weird yeah. things, and, like, all this other, like, scandal stuff, but all of it is, like, no one can prove anything, because it's so old, and they didn't do, yeah. like, inv- crime investigations like they do now. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, they weren't... Yeah, and, like, yeah. for mine, like, people just randomly came in the crime scene and, like, walked yeah. all over everything. Like, how fucked is that? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Like, crazy. that would not be allowed in No, 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 today. no. Yeah. Yeah. If they would so, be getting sued. another theory... Happened. Yeah. <laughs> another theory is that Maggie the maid was the murderer. She wasn't asleep at the time of the murders. Her bedroom was directly above where Angie was murdered, so people have issues with the fact that she didn't hear anything happen. Because mm. she claims she didn't hear any struggle or anything. Right. But my thoughts are, like, killing her employers would put her out of work. So, like, that doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> like, she yeah. would have lost a job. And her name She wouldn't have got any money because she's not related. She's no, not on the she's will. she's just the maid. So, like, yeah. So, I don't think that's what happened. But the fourth and final theory I'll talk about is that Maggie and Lizzie were in a relationship and they did it together. This would have been a way that they could have received everything from the the will and then 
if they were like in love and like were caught doing whatever by the Bordens, they probably wanted to silence them because at the time it was not a cool thing. Right. You know? Yep. So maybe they did it together and that's probably why like I don't know. Like, I love that a they queer seem twist. They to like cover up for each other. I know, right? <laughs> In the movie with Kristen Stewart, that's the that's the one that they go with for that movie. Oh, cool. So Kristen's like Kristen's the maid. Kristen plays the plays Maggie and mm. then this girl plays Lizzie and they're like making out and I'm like, mm, okay. Ooh. Okay. And I, ooh. Anyways. So, question. <laughs> Do we know like yes. how old Maggie and Lizzie were? Yeah, I didn't write it down. I know okay. Maggie was in her 30s, or fuck, Lizzie was in her 30s. Oh, really? Yeah, let me look um, this number up. So Maggie like, was 32. Okay, so they are both big enough to actually ax people in the faces. Yeah, yeah, they're tough women, yeah. Love that. <laughs> um, I mean, Love don't it. kill somebody, but... Um, <laughs> it's like strong women. Um, got distracted. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Did, after the fact, were Lizzie and uh, Maggie ever spotted together? Or, like, did they still live together? Or do we know anything? Well, Maggie basically disappears from, like, the story. But, mm. um, yeah, it sounds like they didn't weren't spotted together, like, after that. But Lizzie was arrested. Oh. Uh, but then later she was found not guilty. So... Interesting. Because they kind of She proven. just got away with it if it was her. Yeah. So, yeah. After that, Crazy. they got their father's entire estate. Her and Emma, her sister, got all the money. Which is, like, I think I saw $10 million in today's money is, like, how much the dad had. So. Wow. That's a lot of money yeah. to kill for, I guess. They're doing great. Right? Um... But everyone in the town hated Lizzie after that. They wouldn't talk to her or, like, sit by her in church or anything. Aww. And then her sister moved away. Uh, but Lizzie stayed, and then she died at 67. Wow. So the murder happened when she was 32. She died at 67, which is pretty good for that time, Yeah, I would I think. say that's pretty old for that time. <laughs> and the... Yeah, and then she was buried uh, by her parents. But that's the story of uh, Lizzie Borden. All but, right. yeah, so the present-day, like, spookiness. We'll talk about that. So, this is weird to me. The home in which the murders took place has been restored and looks exactly as it did the day of the murder and is now open as a public bed and breakfast. What? I know. Is so, it people like... stay there and, like, sleep there and have breakfast there. Like, it's so no, no, weird. No, 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 no. I know. That... How sketch is that? So Right. Wait, do the B&B use this as, like, an attractive, like, here was murdered, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so they don't shy away from the history of the house at all. Of it's, like, not. it's called the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. Okay, yeah. And they have, like, pictures throughout the entire place of, like, the dead bodies and, like, all the crime scene photos are, like, hung up on the wall. <laughs> and then, like, there's actually Ouija boards on display in the parlor, which is fucking, like, Why? But then when they're on tour, they're like, we suggest you don't touch those. <laughs> Why would you yeah. have them? How sketch is that? Because they sound like but yeah, people. it tends to be stated by people. Yeah, right. It tends to be stated okay. by people who like want to see a ghost and stuff. Like, yeah. So it's like a whole attraction. Yeah. So um, it's a, allegedly incredibly haunted. 
People have reported seeing Abby and Andrew, and some even see Maggie or Lizzie, but it's more common that they see Abby and Andrew, the people that got hacked in the face. Yeah. Um, Lights flicker on and off, shadows are seen, footsteps are heard, voices and screams are heard, and there's even crying heard sometimes. Uh, People have reported, like, temperature changes and drawers opening on their own. I'm like, nope. Yep. Uh, Nope, not today. Yeah. I know. So I learned that uh, when someone dies unexpectedly, it is common uh, for them to stay in that space or, like, be trapped in that space, right? So uh, if they don't realize they're dead, they are, like, often turned into ghosts or whatever, paranormal things, if they don't realize they're dead. Yeah. So it's thought that Abby and Andrew don't know that they're dead and they're just, like, wandering the home, which is so sad. That is really sad. Interesting. Um... So let's see, more things. There was an incident in which a girl was reportedly scratched in the basement of the home by an unseen spirit. You could see handprints on her elbows. Some tour guides who work there avoid the basement as much as they can. Some think there is a darker power or demon spirit living in the basement of the Borden's home Uh that took control of the Borden spirit. (gasps) So like, yeah. Um, The owner's daughter reported having her ear tugged on when she was looking at Abby Borden's like items on the dresser. There's a picture of Abby on the dresser, and she was looking at it, and then she got her ear tugged on, and she described it as the way you would tug a child to get away from something. Oh. So it was probably, like, Abby being, like, nah. Yeah, like, dragging Get away from my shit. Yeah. Oh, um, And then her sister passed out in one of the other rooms when she was little. Um, it is said that there are children that haunt the house as well. Whoa. So that is because... There was another murder in the home years before. What? I only found one source that mentioned this, so I'm not completely sure, like, about it. But it was by a paranormal writer and researcher, not just, like, a random person. So Uh it's someone that, like, actually knows what they're talking about. Look into it, yeah. But basically, he said that in 1848, Andrew's Andrew's uncle lived next door. His wife drowned their three children in a well (gasps) and one survived. And then the mother took her own life with a razor slitting her throat. Oh. So the kids that they hear upstairs are the kids that drown in the Got well. in the well. Kids, yeah. Cool. Kids' laughter has been reported in the home, and then some of the paranormal investigators' equipment is tampered with. Like, people will be, like, filming it, like, with their night vision cameras sure. and stuff, and, like, they move on their own. And that's, like... Oh. But anyways, that's, like, all I found. But how spooky is that? That is spooky. I mean, I would you stay at this Airbnb because I think I'm going to pass. Fuck yes. I knew you would say yes. <laughs> for one night, probably. I wouldn't think I would stay there for very long, but I would do it I guess to I check could, it out. I guess I would do one night, but I don't think I would go to sleep, yo. I don't think I could sleep I don't now, think I could but I would. I would want to check it out. I actually, at least I want to go on like a tour of it and like see the rooms, even though that's yeah. really sad and sketch, What state is but... that in? Where was uh, this? Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Man, yeah. so this cre- creepy house is just getting haunted. That's crazy. Yeah, how fucking... But how weird do you have to be to, like, open up a murder... Like, a murder location <laughs> as a bed and breakfast? Mm-hmm. Like, I, what the fuck? I don't know. It's so sketchy. Hey, they saw a market and they went for the... <laughs> go big or go home, I guess right but yeah i mean that's crazy well i mean it kind of makes sense because there's definitely people who are really live off 
thrive off ghost, right. you know, paranormal things. And so, yeah. like, this probably, if they probably get some good business, I bet. They, yeah, it seems to be working okay for yeah. them. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, to me, I cannot, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I wish I found more sources that talked about, like, the mom that, like, years before killed her babies, but I couldn't find very much about it, but how weird. So, some people think that, like, the demonic spirits in the basement, like, take over the people who live in the house, and, like, that's why the violent acts happen, and I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Oh, like, okay, so, like, the demonic spirits come from the first murder of the well with the kids. Yeah, and they, like... That's... Yeah. And that's why whoever killed the other two people maybe got demonic from... That's the argument. One of the arguments. Whoa! That's crazy. I know! I'm like, that blew my mind. I was like... No, yeah. I don't know. That's just scary. I don't know. This is why <sighs> I don't like walking around theaters alone because I'm scared of ghosts. <laughs> Dude, that's fair. I just well, think so in it high would school, be... I took a stage uh, design class, and, like, just being in there with, like, a group of, like, five people, mm-hmm. even that is, like, not enough people. Like, it's so... Yeah. Like, it just feels weird. It, it's so heavy. It is and, heavy. Like, I can't... Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I've ever been on a stage, it just feels so yeah. weird. Well, and especially the old theaters, like, the, you know, yeah. the older they are, the scarier it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, the theaters are definitely haunted, especially because, like, with every production that a theater holds, that's, like, however many people are involved with that. Like, there's so much chance for someone to die during a show yeah. or, like, yeah. well, someone who has been in a show die near a theater. Or, you know what I sure. mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's totally, it makes sense that it would be a thing. Right. Or even the, like, theory of, like you can go back to places that were like good times in your life or whatever like yeah olive mm-hmm. if she did choose to go back to this theater and like hang out here and mess with people like you know i don't know yeah. dramatic people <laughs> right dramatic people if you could if you know when we pass away way 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 in the future <laughs> If you could go back and, like, haunt anywhere, where would you go? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I think I would want to just... I mean... Skip around to, like, people's houses I know. (laughs) Right. I know. And then if there's someone that's, like, really fucked me over in life, I'd like to haunt the shit out of them. But, like... I don't think there's really anyone. I try not to hold grudges, but, like, same. who knows when I die if I'm going to, like, hate someone. If I hate that person, they're going to be right? haunted. If I get sure. murdered, I for sure but, hope I can go back and haunt them. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know what would be fun? Right? Haunting Donald Trump. <laughs> Scaring the shit out of Donald Trump. That would be so fun. That would be funny. I would love that. <laughs> Pour some bleach. That's what he told us to do. Yeah. Make him drink it. Make him drink it. Inject it. We Anyways, cannot say that. We're gonna, the FBI is going to be <laughs> cutting through my <laughs> window. Oh my gosh. Well, cool. Yes, how fun. That was I'm fun. probably not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Your story's is a, a lot to unpack there. Wasn't that dark? Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> you should watch the movie sometime. Yeah, now I'm good. Kind of I'm really. But- 
That girl is cute as fuck. Oh, I'm. I love her. I'm on board. You already sold. You me. know, you know who I'm talking about, right? Like um, no, who? I'll look up. The have name. you ever seen Penelope? I thought that was a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is. I think there is a Penelope cartoon. Her name is Christina Ricci. But she's in like Adam's family, like the little girl in Adam's family who's like really negative and evil. Yeah. I love her. Christina, what'd you say? <laughs> Ricci, so it's R I C C I. Alright. Oh yeah, I definitely uh, see. She has her. a giant she has a big forehead, but like <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, she's pretty. But she's so cute. Mm-hmm. I love her. And yeah. like well when I was like younger and like didn't know I liked girls, like Casper and Adam's family, her in those, I was like, Okay, I guess this is a thing. This uh-huh. is how I am. I love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mine was so. definitely Kim Possible. I was like, damn. Oh, I fuck yeah. <laughs> that worked too. Yeah. I had, I loved her. Yeah. How do you feel about like crushing on animated characters though? People think that's like weird, but like. Oh, I think it's fine. Kim Possible is hot as fuck. I'm sorry. But. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like even in Kim Possible, the green girl, she was hot too. Oh, yeah. What was the she Danny was Phantom girl? She was hot. Oh, yeah. I loved her. She was cute. Yeah. Loved it. Wow. How funny is that? We're just, like, listening up. All these animated characters I crushed on when I was little. Could that, should that How be weird. our next episode? Just, like, <laughs> anime people that we realize now is the reason we're gay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Think back That's and awesome. be like, oh, she was gay. Oop. 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 <laughs> she was gay. I saw this TikTok of a dude <laughs> being like, to all you haters when I was a kid telling me I was gay. You right. <laughs> that one on me. <laughs> like, you right. <laughs> that's true, man. That's, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Mm. To everyone who knew before me. Same. <laughs> Screw you, you right. but also you right. <laughs> yeah. For real. <laughs> all right, cool, dude. Well, thanks for well. This was fun. Yeah, thanks. I hope, I hope people enjoyed listening to us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Shoot the shit. If you listen this far, what's up? Yeah, this far. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Comment. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, we will be back next Friday, so look out for us then. Yeah, frickity. Hashtag equality time. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. And that's the tea. And that's the tea. That's a good ending. <laughs>